Yeah, that's filthy. What's cracking biscuits? So I'm gonna hit it straight out by saying it's week ten, which means episode ten. And if I feel or I seem or I sound like I'm getting distracted, it's because I am. For the first time in my life, I am recording the podcast for the YouTube guys because unfortunately, not unfortunately, but fortunately and agreeably, you know, for half an hour to 45 minutes of a day, it is irritating to sit there and watch just one thing moving on the screen. So hopefully this is okay. Sorry, I know my my lighting is bad and all that nonsense, but for the guys that just listen to the podcast on apps such as Anchor, Apple Music, Spotify, you guys have nothing to worry about. Last week was eventful. Last week sparked a lot of discussions and uh, um, I wouldn't say arguments because it, it wasn't really arguments, just everyone having their opinion. We spoke about why racism is stupid. And one of the main points was that instead of judging others, we should judge ourselves. And I'd like to just revisit that because some people really had um, some interesting things. Some people had some interesting things to say. And you know what? They agreed with the point that we should take a step back and, um, you know what, think about our actions first before judging the actions of others. And I know what you're going to say. Anyone who knows me personally knows that when uh, when we were, when I was younger, I had a bit of a temper. But I mean, which adolescent, uh, a growing teenager doesn't have a temper? I mean, you know what? It was part of growing up. I'm over it now. I found out who I am. And you know what? That's why I'm talking about it. That's why I speak so freely about it. And I do have freedom of speech, but with limitations. Let's let's put it that way. Because a lot of people uh, were discussing with me on what their opinion is about freedom of speech. Last week, we spoke about how with the, the laws and uh, um, how everyone's feelings get hurt. Yes, I said it. I don't care if your feelings get hurt. It's time to suck it up, buttercup. Um, but that everyone has to be so precautious when posting something online. And I do agree with the fact that you should be precautious when uh, posting online. Because last week we did briefly talk about um, your online footprint. And that you need to be savvy about it. Because it, once it's up there, it's up there. And you know most people don't realize that they think they deleted and it's gone. Which isn't the case, because if it's gone onto something, it's gone through a server. If it's gone through a server, it's been logged. If it's been logged, it's it's there. You can't get rid of it. You might delete it. Your friends might not be able to see it, but it's there. It's open information for, for hackers and all sorts of things. Okay, yes, big places like Facebook and Instagram um, have secure firewalls and they have security systems in place. But... The possibility is there. So just be savvy. Just be clever about what you post. Including myself. I, I, I need to practice what I preach. <laughs> because sometimes 
It's very easy to hastily or angrily post or comment or, or react to something. And um, that's that's where we need to take control. And that's where we need to be clever about it. Um, there's a lot of things going on the internet now. And now you must you must remember people people studied and people are paid to trigger you. There, you know, there's a lot of companies out there, a lot of teams out there. Uh, I see that's a term used a lot nowadays. Um when uploading stuff especially for musicians and artists and everything like that is you have space to put your information and then you have space to put your team's information now a lot of companies hire people to specifically make posts specifically to make videos to trigger you to bring a footprint to bring clickbait into their pages so you need to be clever and you need to be savvy again on how and what triggers you and especially false things that are added to uh, places like facebook and instagram and um you just need to be more clever about that so today now that we've covered that for the first five minutes you got your daily lecture <laughs> um from uncle Jaden. <laughs> um I wanted to talk about Amsterjack. Amsterjack, we listened to one of his songs, uh, Cannonbrain, last week. And it, I liked it, you know. And if if you didn't know, like for the guys who know him and the guys that uh, know artists in South Africa, if you didn't know and you didn't listen to the podcast, you would think, oh, sweet, I'm listening to some Ibiza uh, uh, main stage DJ. And that's actually what someone said to me. It's not not what I'm saying. I'm not promoting him myself. He, the the guy that responded to it and sent me a message about it, he said that. And Amster Jack, if you're listening, and I hope you are listening, well done, dude. Um, you know what? You you're going down the right track, and I don't see your your skills and your sets um, getting any worse. I only see them getting better. And uh, I had a chat going along while we're talking about artists i had a chat with the moonbound drive the moonbound drive is busy they they're busy creating i mean the lockdown i'm pretty sure has been harsh for everyone but it seems they have taken it in upon themselves and they are creating new content and hopefully at the end of this year or through the course of this year soon i will then um, play their music for you guys and then you know you can go onto their pages obviously once it's up i will then convey the message and again they distribute their music so it is out there amster jack during the course of the week has made a soundcloud account and now i know what you're gonna say another yarbrough promoting a soundcloud account but let me just fill in everyone who doesn't understand what amster jack and didn't realize and doesn't and hasn't heard of amster jack uh, um, from the previous episodes if you're tuning in this is the first episode you listen to. Amster Jack is a little bit of a shy guy. He doesn't want to have an open place for people to, to judge and, and open his music. But he is getting there, you know. He has been opening up. He's made a SoundCloud account. And I, that is the first step. Unfortunately, you can say whatever you want. If you are an artist, you understand what I'm saying. And especially if you are an artist who is a student... You understand exactly what I'm saying. That opening up a SoundCloud account is the first step to distributing your music and gaining confidence to promote your music and promote what's out there. It's also a sure way to get um, 
quick reviews on your music and I, it's not a sponsored thing this anything i'm just explaining that that's how it is um but this week nonetheless we are going to be listening to some really cool tracks and when i heard, first heard them um you know i took a step back because the the songs are by smith rhythm and you can find his music on uh, apple music soundcloud spotify all the ones because he distributes as well and uh if you want to distribute your music and you don't know how you know what you can send me a message in dm uh, let, let's spark the, the conversation i can point you into the right direction because i had the same thing when i wanted to do mine who do i use to distribute uh, um i don't have a record label uh, how can I do it? You know, I can't manage and I'll, I'll discuss it further in the episode because it is hard to manage and you know, there's no way about it. Uh, um, it does cost money and it is hard to manage and you have to do your own promotion. And if you're not a person who is tech savvy, uh, when, with regards to making promotion, little cute little promotional videos and that sort of thing, you are going to struggle. Um, unless you have your own following already then it's a bonus for you but we got one of the songs we're going to be listening to today from smith rhythm um was released this week and is actually a new one a new single to his collection of i would call it house techno slash in between skit your biscuit you know <laughs> but we were discussing it and it's actually an interesting part and we'll discuss it after listening to the first song and you know what i think we should get right into it and then as soon as we get out of the song we then can discuss what i want to discuss with today i'm going to give you a brief history of techno music in south africa you heard it i'm going to give you a brief history on the configuration and the development of techno music in south africa if you didn't already know this is ruling passion by smith rhythm Thank you. 
everyone's so upset i mean from the first episode i was talking about lockdown that that is going to make people list to go out all you toy toy boys and uh all the truth fanatics i'm not judging you i'm one of them yet <laughs> dude dude well done that's all i can say that was ruling passion by Smith Rhythm. Make sure to catch it. You can download and listen to his music because he distributes as well. Now, I wanted to talk about Facebook Watch. You know, I know everyone's probably thinking that I'm silly belly and everything, but I didn't know it existed, guys. I mean, you can't, you can't be mad at me. I never knew it existed. And then I noticed when the one day when I was watching a video and I was like, damn, this, this video is long for Facebook. And then... Uh, a research, I was like, how how do how to get long videos on Facebook? And they were like, ah, oh, but Facebook Watch, man. <laughs> so needless to say, I felt like an idiot. But the last week's episode, episode eight, when ra- when we spoke about how stupid racism is, is up on Facebook as well. And I know what you're gonna say, Facebook is for the oldies, but unfortunately and fortunately, 
I say that a lot. Um, a lot of people find it very convenient using Facebook, especially advertising companies. We all hate it. It's why I try not to advertise as much as I can. But sometimes we have to. Sometimes it's the only way to get a message across. And unfortunately, my goal to help artists, I need opinions, but I need fresh opinions all the time because you want to get proper feedback. You want to get proper opinion. So if you get one person, once you, once you develop a relationship talking to one person, I do believe that their opinions of what you are playing, what you are posting kind of deviate towards it's okay because they now know you personally they know what you're trying to do so they just you know sometimes okay I'm, I'm, I'm it's a bit of a stereotype i'm not saying that every person is like that but the broader perspective of a person they do become like that and i did say after that song that we were going to talk about the history of techno music especially that of history of techno music in south africa now this is going to take back to and it's going to trigger a lot of people but it does take us back to the apartheid era of the 1960s and from there obviously during apartheid uh, white and black people were separated you weren't allowed to do this and black people were hired as slaves interesting fact only 1.4 percent of south africans actually owned slaves the rest openly employed and had people working for them just an interesting fact and um, during those times it was hard for black people in specific to get hold of quality instruments and that's where a lot of the I would say rural the olden day style of instruments came into play and why it has correlation to techno is because at the time it was called swing and swing is loosely translated and better known as jazz and jazz music was frowned upon back then because of its offbeat characteristics and the unethical use of instruments that uh, um, were used during uh, uh, the, today we call it a set but back then like people were just playing people bands would just come together guys would just come together and a lot of them were oppressed because they were working because they were slaves and the authorities hated people who played jazz for two specific reasons Reason one, it was a warning mechanism to the taverns and bars that the authorities were coming into the townships and it's time to pack up and go. Secondly, it was an attraction and a way for the taverns and brothels to notify the people of the township that they are now open for service. But it was a tricky line because how do you, how do you at, at, now and then, how do you put authority or how do you put rules over music? How do you tell them no? How do you tell anyone no? So that's why the authorities hated it. And that's uh, another reason why jazz was frowned upon. But as time progressed, so did the rules against apartheid. And so did the countries start abolishing the, the rules of apartheid. Unfortunately, South Africa was one of the later ones, not as later, late as uh, um, 
other countries up in the world, but we were late only abolishing apartheid in 1994. Now, for all you guys that aren't South African that are listening, this is a little bit of a history lesson. Hopefully, it's interesting, but I'm trying to push through it as quick as I can to get to that fancy techno part. But then the years of the 90s and the 2000s came along. And now with the fact that apartheid was abolished, the European market and the South African market flourished. But another thing that was happening is technology was flourishing at this time. And genres like rave and uh, uh, jazz would soon become mixed because European composers, European studios wanted African um, musicians to take part in their orchestras, in their choirs and all those types of things. Because of the style of music it was and now that the apartheid was gone, you know, musicians could now publish their stuff and the news was growing and everyone liked the style. And the birth of techno in South Africa started with the genre quite, I think it's quato or quato, but you know what I mean. Now, it did start in Soweto, Johannesburg. That's uh, Obviously, it didn't exactly start there, but that's where it became noticed. And the Johannesburg club owners at the time didn't hesitate to jump on the gravy train. They would hire musicians, they would hire jazz bands to play in their taverns, in their pubs, because it's what the people wanted to hear, and it's where they could make their money. And... Long story short, once the uh, African side of the musicians and artists met the technology of overseas Europe and USA, uh, things like synthesizers and drum drum machines and uh, recording booths and everything soon became the norm in South Africa. And we then started developing genres like house, progressive house, deep house, melodic uh, house. And once those brands started coming into play, we hit the time where drugs and opium in in, 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 ex, in, in a specific form, heroin, cocaine, those types of things, became big uh, um, during the clubbing scene. And people that were taking them and also just dance groups in general and people who liked to dance needed a place to go. And that's where the genres such as rave, underground, uh, underground rave, those, those sort of things started coming up. But as we've progressed, rave and house have kind of mixed and we've kind of ended up with the genre of techno. And then it goes along force of melodic techno, techno house. There's adaptions. There's African house. There's African techno. You know, and the genres completely branched off from there but it all started way back in South Africa with jazz artists keeping that offbeat fall to the floor booming rhythm a bit of a, a history lesson but I found it interesting because I enjoy techno and currently we had to do um, an assignment because with the corona everything's getting out of hand with colleges and our colleges are fighting to get us marks and I applaud them for that if your college isn't you should be talking to your principal if your college is well done to them I'm glad you guys are working again uh, for everyone else that obviously like I said before that doesn't come from South Africa and even the people who do come from South Africa um, I hope you found that interesting and um, 
that's the, just a, a short history of techno. If you want to hear more and you want to go more in depth about it, uh, talk to me on the page and um, maybe I'll do a little short video explaining just the info video sticking out there. So I'm going to be posting a lot more. Well, I'm going to be trying because now that things have changed up here, I don't know if everyone saw the Address of the Nation uh, last night, but now we got these advanced levels and this plus level and level three, what XS or, or whatever, you know, um, things are slowly going back to normal and I'm grateful for that. Um, but obviously for me, things like story time, someone was asking me the other day, it's hard to do story time when it's just me, because the whole point of story time is to create an interactive scene between myself and the people I'm interviewing for the podcast. So after this whole thing, story time is definitely going to become something I want to continue with and definitely something I'm sure everyone wants to hear and have a laugh at. Um, if you enjoyed uh, the first song, Ruling Passion, I bet you're going to enjoy this. The next song is also by Smith Rhythm and it's called... I, c I can't pronounce it. It's it's the silent A that's getting me, guys. And you can ask Smith Rhythm as well. You can follow him on his page and comment as well. I've been battling with this name. But it's called Abstemuous.
That was Abstemious by Smith Rhythm. My man, you making me miss going out really badly. <laughs> I don't hate you for it though. Keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed those songs as much as I did because I, I think they were quite fitting with today's episode and I think they were actually quite fitting just in general because they're such good songs. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, that is all we have time for. This has been episode 10 of the podcast Filthy Fridays with Jaden. I hope you have a good one. Hear from me next week. This is an outro. See me next week. Hear me next week. Filthy Friday. Friday filthy. Filthy Friday. (laughs) Hear me next week. So that was episode 10. And for everyone that shares and follows the post, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I hope you feel appreciated because I appreciate you. Now, getting involved with the podcast is as simple as sharing or liking a post. Don't forget, if you would like to listen to any of Smith Rhythm's music, you can follow him and download from his pages. Thanks, guys. Enjoy.